Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Well, Kevin McCarthy has been removed as the Speaker of the House of Representatives in a historic vote after conservatives rallied and said, enough is enough with this guy. He's got to go. House in chaos. Who will take over? That's the question. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is the drive at 5 and... One-year anniversary of moving back to Afternoon Drive. And I'll tell you what, I'm so glad I did. I really am. As much as I, uh, I, I, I love, 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 love this breaking news. I mean, being able to react to this stuff in real time and bring this to you is, is uh, it fires me up. So, in case you're just joining me, the vote was 216 to 210 to remove McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Now, it's going to be interpreted a couple different ways. So, let me first tell you how some Republicans are going to interpret this. That Matt Gates sold out to Democrats to get one of their own taken out and that this was a move that's completely disloyal and that Matt Gates should be ashamed of himself because now the Democrats feel like they're able to take out a Republican. Okay, that's that's going to be part of the spin. But actually, I reject that spin. I think McCarthy had a comment. And I think what happened here was once again, we got over the weekend another continuing resolution all about funding for Ukraine, keeping the government open as long as the Democrats get whatever they want with not even a, a game of chicken being played with these people. And McCarthy even said, he, he made a comment the other day. He said, if I lose my job being speaker for keeping the government open, so be it. So be it. <clears throat> McCarthy, I didn't think was going to lose. I thought he was going to pull this off by a vote or two, and it was obviously incredibly close. Six votes, but that's because several key Republicans who looked like they were going to support him switched over and voted against him. So at the end of the day, this is still the Republicans removing him. And despite what the spin's going to be from people that want to try to ramp this up as Democrat, Republican chaos and Republicans selling out to Democrats, I look at this as a victory for conservatives. I look at this as a victory for conservatives who said, enough is enough with this guy. He shouldn't have been speaker in the first place. He's a liar. 
and he does not fight. He's a swamp creature. And you know, I was incredibly disappointed. What is it, at 2 o'clock in the morning, whenever it was, after 15 rounds, when he finally got the nod as speaker. I think at the time, Trump jumped in to save him because they needed to wrap this up. But I think today, when Trump was asked outside the courthouse or inside the courthouse, what do you think should happen to Kevin McCarthy? I played you the clip earlier, Matt. Let's play it again, though, just to refresh everybody's memory. Trump came out. He talked about the case before him. He was asked a question. Take a listen. Why did you decide to come? You didn't have to. I don't have to. This trial is a rigged trial. Fraudulent trial. The attorney general was a fraud, and we have to expose her as that. Uh, you see what's going on? It's a rigged deal. What's the frankly? And frankly, uh, you saw what was just put out about Schumer and the principal clerk. That is disgraceful. Speaker McCarthy, should he stay? We were brought to vacate him this afternoon, sir. Okay, so the fact that he did not say anything, I think right there was a kiss of death for Kevin McCarthy. I think that right there was a kiss of death. I think if Trump had come out and said, I'm with Kevin, Kevin's my guy, that would have changed things. But he didn't. And I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if he just at the moment just didn't care. I don't know if he just felt like he didn't want to weigh in on this. I don't know if Trump just feels that Kevin McCarthy needs to go. Uh, or Trump is just so focused on his court case, he just didn't care to respond at that moment and just and just walked out. I don't know. Obviously, none of us do. I imagine at some point he's going to say something. But in the meantime, the fact that McCarthy's out, the fact that he's out, and I know that there are some people, like I know some people are saying, I can't believe they ousted Kevin McCarthy before they ousted Bowman for pulling the fire alarm. Look, the, the, the reality is that Matt Gates leading this coup here today against McCarthy was only possible because several Republicans joined in to say that they can find somebody better than McCarthy. Is this a black guy in the Republican Party? Sure. Does it deserve it? Yes, it does. Quite frankly, it does. And, you know, it's time for conservatives to recognize that. The Republican Party, <clears throat> there's there's two parties within the Republican Party right now. There is the Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy swamp party, and then there is the conservatives. And it's been like this for a long time. We know this. But for years, we've watched and we've sat back and we've complained about this and complained about this. And we've heard promise after promise from the Paul Ryans of the world and the John Boehner's of the world and the Kevin McCarthy's of the world. And nothing ever changes. And what happens? Republican primary primary voters go out to vote. They vote for conservatives. They give the Republicans a majority and they act like freaking Democrats. They act like freaking Democrats. And so what you're seeing right now, what you're watching is you're watching the culmination of conservatives saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. And it, it, it sends a message, a shockwave message that is, if you keep compromising with Democrats, you're going to be out. We cannot, we can't have this. We can't have it. Now, Matt Gates before was speaking and he said Steve Scalise would be a great speaker. I agree. I think Steve Scalise would be a fantastic speaker. I think Byron Donalds would be a great speaker. I think Byron Donalds would be a fantastic speaker. <clears throat> but we need a change here. We need somebody who's willing to play hardball with these people. You, you honestly think that this was about shutting down the government? This was not about shutting down the government. This was about getting funding for Ukraine. This, that's what this was about. This was about getting funding for Ukraine. And Kevin McCarthy, I saw it a couple weeks ago, had the Ukraine pin on his label. And the only reason why McCarthy did not allow Zelensky to address the full House, the full Congress, 
because it would have to be in the House, so it's up to the Speaker, is because he had enough members saying, you do this, you're done. You do this, you're done. And I understand. I understand people are going to say it's about spending, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. There are two major issues happening right now in real time in this country. And as a conservative, I'm fed up with this Ukraine stuff. I'm fed up with it. I've had it. I'm, I've had it. I have had it with the idea now that we're spent spending $125 billion in Ukraine. We're getting nothing for it. We have no end in sight, no idea what it's going to cost us, no plan, nothing. And at the same time, the southern border is wide open and thousands and thousands of people are streaming into this country right now. It's an invasion happening at the southern border of the United States of America. It's an invasion happening at our southern border and nobody cares and you know what and kevin mccarthy said we're going to keep this government closed until you send down the military to guard that border call up the national guard and send them down there and until that border's secure this government's not opening again he would have had conservatives cheering him on and people rallying for him and don't give me this crap about people don't get paid they always back pay everybody everybody gets paid give me a break Give me a break. They always get paid. You know, that's the other thing they always talk about. Oh, our members of our military won't get paid. Of course they'll get paid. They'll get back pay. They'll get back pay. And I understand. It may be a a, a harrowing couple of weeks. And put it on the Democrats. Put it on them. And say, well, they're the ones who are shutting down the government, not us. Our terms are very clear. We'll, we'll, We'll agree on a CR if the border's secure. We'll agree on a CR if it has no Ukraine funding in it. And then make it on them. Put it on them. I've been saying this now for weeks. For weeks I've been out there saying that. For weeks. I was out there saying that any effort to put Ukraine funding in a continuing resolution should be dead in arrival. You want to vote on Ukraine funding? Then have an up or down vote. And hold all these people accountable. Do an up or down voice vote so they have to stand up and tell their voters back home, yes, they're voting to, 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 keep, to send more money to Ukraine. Damn right. Yes. And what they should have done was come out and say, we'll absolutely approve a continuing resolution. resolution. Two, two concerns, two items, two demands. Number one, you send the National Guard in to the southern border. Send them down there and secure that border right now. Or let the governors of the states do it and don't federalize the, the, the Guard and take them away. Let them do their job and secure their states. Number two, you take out the Ukraine funding out of the continuing resolution we'll have an up or down vote on ukraine funding after a rigorous debate about what the hell we're doing here how long this lasts and when this ends that's what needs to happen that's what needed to happen and they didn't do it i knew they wouldn't do it either because you know why i knew they wouldn't do it because kevin mccarthy is all in on ukraine funding that's why because he comes from that ilk of the republican party that is all about that It's all about that. This idea we got to stop Russia. He's the boogeyman. He's the bad guy. Well, if that's the case, then then why don't we go in there and actually stop him? If Putin is that bad and he's such a threat to Europe and the world and to the United States, then why don't we go in there and actually stop him and stop jerking around here with just writing checks to one of the to the most corrupt country in the entire freaking world? The second most corrupt country in the entire freaking world is Ukraine. The number one corrupt country is Russia. And Biden has gotten money from Ukraine and Russia. Don't forget the Moscow mayor's wife who gave Hunter Biden, what, $12 million? They got the goods on this guy, Biden, and they, they, we, they, this is driving our foreign policy. Driving our foreign policy. 
And you know what? If Congress wants to have a vote, a debate on Ukraine, and then do a formal declaration that a declaration of war exists between the United States of America and Russia on Ukraine's behalf, an up or down vote, and I lose that vote, fine. I lost that vote. But at least the Constitution will get what the Constitution requires, which is Congress to authorize war. Joe Biden does not get to authorize this. It's not how it works. Presidents have limited powers when it comes to protecting the United States of America. There is no threat to the United States of America, and we are playing chicken with a nuclear power here. And what Kevin McCarthy should have done was stood up and said, we'll keep the government closed as long as it takes until you take out the Ukraine funding and until you secure that border, period. And then make it on the Democrats. Put it on the Democrats. Let clowns like John Fetterman go out there and say, I won't wear a suit now because the Republicans won't fund Ukraine. Put it on the Democrats. The American people don't want this anymore. They don't want this. I don't know what it is about these people in Washington that they can't figure this out. We had 20 years of a war on terror. 20 years. 20 years of a war on terror. With a disastrous withdrawal with our equipment still over there, with the Taliban, the very, very people that we were trying to keep out of power running the country now. 20 years of that crap. How long are we going to be in Ukraine for? 20 years? 25? All I hear is whatever it takes, as long as it takes. Well, guess what? Russia's not losing. So what if it takes 20 years? Are we going to be there 20 years? And if Russia is such an existential threat to the entire world, why are we not stopping them? That should be part of the debate. Maybe we should send in the military and invade Moscow. I don't know. It sounds like Putin's Hitler. They keep saying he's the next Hitler. So stop him. Go in there and stop him. Ah, but he's really not, though, is he? And if you had that debate, you know what would happen? They'd lose. That's why. The debate would lose. They'd lose because the American people don't want this. Yeah, I know the people that have the hate has no home here signs do, and they fly the Ukrainian flags and all the woke virtue signalers. I don't care about those people. You know what I care about? I care about the people in this country who work for a freaking living. They work for a living, and they're tired of seeing their jobs being lost. They're tired of paying $4 a gallon for gas. They're tired of watching America's energy independence be completely squandered by this president on purpose. And at the very same time, an invasion is happening at the southern border of this country. And then Ukraine gets everything they want. And the, the American people, you get ungats. You get ungats. Nothing. Nothing. We care more about Ukraine than our own freaking border. That is not how this is supposed to work. You can root for Ukraine all day long. I'm fine with that. I'm not rooting for Russia here. But let's understand something. The United States of America has a responsibility to protect the United States of America. Period. That's what the United States of America has a responsibility to do. And we are not doing that. We are not doing that. We are not in Europe. Last time I checked, we're not in Europe. And last time I checked, this isn't 1933. And countries in Europe can defend themselves. And last time I checked, we're also in something called NATO, which would require the United States of America to get involved. And I would absolutely 100% say we have to if a NATO member country is attacked because we have a treaty, an actual treaty ratified by the United States Senate which obligates us to respond to come to the aid of a NATO country. But Ukraine's not a NATO country. And if Europe's so worried about Putin, why isn't Europe stopping Putin? Why isn't Europe going in there and stopping Putin and pushing him out of Ukraine? Poland has said, go scratch. They want nothing to do with this anymore. 
If, if Putin's the next Hitler, Poland, which was literally the first country that Hitler invaded, should turn around and be like, hey, we want to learn from history here. We're not looking to get invaded again, so we're all in. Instead, Poland says we're out. Half the world is backing Russia in this fight. And Russia's still making money on this war. They are making money. They're not losing money in this war. They're making money. And Biden knows that. But he's, he's corrupt and he's corrupted by Russia and he's corrupted by Ukraine. And you know, I admire people like Ron, Rand Paul for standing up and saying, Ukraine doesn't get another dollar. They don't get another dollar. Enough is enough. And if you disagree with me, if you think Russia is the greatest existential threat and we have to stop them, fine. Then here's how we do it. Ready? It begins with a resolution in Congress. Whereas the United States of America recognizes that Russia is the greatest existential threat to humanity. And whereas the Congress authorizes the United States of America to do whatever it takes to end this freaking thing. But they're not going to do that because it's unpopular. It's unpopular, despite what the corporate media says and despite what big tech says and despite all of this, it's unpopular and the American people don't want it. So what these coward members of Congress do is they hide. They hide behind continuing resolutions. They hide behind these things. This way they can turn around and go back to their district and say, well, I didn't want to vote to support Ukraine funding, but I had to keep the government open. Because it was in a CR and I couldn't let the government be closed. It was a freaking Sunday when they agreed to this. The government was closed already. These people are the biggest cowards. They are such cowards. And you know why they are? Because they're all about making money themselves. That's why. All of these people are. They're all about making money. They want to get jobs being consultants for defense contractors. They want to go out there and they want to get big lobbying gigs when they leave. They want to wind up being on boards for big pharma and boards for the big weapons manufacturers. They don't want to hurt these people. They don't want to anger these people. This job in Congress pays, what, a buck 75 a year, which is good money to a lot of people in this country. Oh, but when they leave, they can make millions, millions and millions of dollars working on the board of whatever military contractor, whatever big pharmaceutical company, whatever. They write their ticket. When they leave, they write their ticket. And so in the meantime, even though the American people do not want to continue this war in Ukraine, a lot of defense contractors are making rich. Eisenhower warned about the military industrial complex. Well, guess what? They're all right in our backyard here. They're all right here making weapons and shipping them to Ukraine and getting paid billions and billions of dollars for it. So some member of Congress who's making a buck 75 right now thinks to himself, all right, I do a couple more terms. I play nice. I'll wind up on the board. Maybe a Lockheed Martin. Or maybe I'll join a law firm and I'll just put my name on the stationery and I'll just go to lunches and play golf with people and I'll rake in millions of dollars. This is how these people think. This is the problem. This is why we need term limits to get these bums out of there. We need term limits to get rid of these people because they know the longer they stay, the more valuable they are. The longer they stay, the more valuable they become. And there are, there are only a handful of brave people in the House and brave people in the Senate who are willing to stand up to these people. They are willing to call the swamp what it is. You know what it is? It's a giant money laundering operation. That's what it is. 
You get elected to Congress, you get elected to the Senate, you play nice, you get rich. You will be a rich person. Sure, you got to put up with fundraisers and sure, you got to put up with all the nonsense. But you're going to be a millionaire one day. You're going to be a multi-millionaire one day as long as you play the game. And who gets screwed over? We do. All of us. We all do. This entire country does. This entire country gets screwed over. You have states right now on the southern border that are the governors of states who are saying, we need to secure our state. We have an obligation, a constitutional requirement as the governor of our state. Take Greg Abbott. I have to secure my state. And the federal government is telling him he can't. And if he puts up razor wire, the federal government goes in and takes it down. You can't make that up. And what do we do? We keep this government open. We kept the government open that went down there and cut down razor wire in Texas to keep people from crossing illegally into Texas. That's what you got for you keeping your government open. Happy? You know what else we got keeping the government open? We got people to sign more forms, buying more stuff, weapons that are going to go to Ukraine. So that more people in the defense contracting industry can get richer and richer and richer. That's what you got for keeping your government open for a few extra days. Congratulations. It is, you know, you think about why we are in this situation we're in right now. And years ago, I talked about the Constitutional Convention of States, the Article 5 Constitutional Convention of States. And the biggest reason why we need term limits is because of this. And I understand the system is set up to reward longevity because we have a system that doesn't have term limits. And I know that there are people that say you have to let the voters make these choices, but the system's rigged. The minute that you survive your first congressional challenge, you are in there for life. Once you survive that first challenge, you you get elected to Congress, to the House of Representatives. You are the most vulnerable the first time you run for re-election two years later. After that, you're good. You're golden. You're in there forever. In fact, when they rewrite the census, if you're good, you play the game, they'll make sure you're there forever because they'll tweak the district however they need to do it. What do you need? You need another 600 people from this town, get rid of another 1,000 from that town, no problem. And the game goes on, and the game continues because they all get the joke. They all get the joke. Until you get a situation in this country where you can have people who are willing, and I mean this, I mean willing to sacrifice their time to serve in Congress, not to go there to get rich. We will never get out of this mess. We will never get out of this. We will be in this situation forever. Kevin McCarthy has been in Congress forever, and he is exactly the problem. All of these guys make money. They all make money consulting. They all make money as lawyers. They all make money on boards of corporations. All of them. They all do. Meanwhile, Americans are hurting. Meanwhile, you have a government that spies on its citizens, that controls information, that has determined that your thoughts are critical infrastructure and can be regulated, that tells you what's truth and what isn't, exactly like Orwell warned. We have government ministries of truth now in this country. Where the government comes in, this is what you got for keeping your government open. You know what you got? You got a government that decides what's information and what's misinformation. And a government that worked with big tech to suppress free speech. So that you couldn't hear both sides of an argument. And you couldn't offer up your opinions on an argument. That's what you got for keeping your government open. 
Oh, but the checks. Oh, but the checks. They're not going to get their paychecks. The cowardice that was shown by Kevin McCarthy in this last go around here was completely predictable, completely expected for a guy with zero backbone who is an absolute swamp creature who's there to know that he's speaker and he was arrogant and he thought he'd survive this and he thought, I'm good. I kept the government open. Who the hell cares the government was open? This is such a, a, a another lie that's told to us that the government is closed. The government's not closed. You remember years ago when they started putting up black tarps around Independence Hall so you couldn't look at it? Remember that? You remember when they used to they, they wanted to put up a black tarp around Mount Rushmore so you couldn't see it? I got news for you. When the government's closed, the country's still secure. The country's still being guarded. Not the border, but that's not secure now. <clears throat> but the military still works. And the military gets their back pay. And the, and the, and, and the actual g- job that the federal government is supposed to do, because the federal government's not supposed to be a giant welfare agency, the federal government's supposed to secure the homeland, that job continues whether or not the government is open or not. Whether or not non-essential workers go to work on Monday. But we have become so accustomed now to Republicans who run and they talk a great game and they get in there and they join the uniparty and they know just bide your time, play nice, play good, and then the world is your oyster. And today, Kevin McCarthy lost. Good. Good. And I don't care if the corporate media says the Republicans are in chaos. I don't care. I could give a damn what they say. I could give a damn what Big Tech says. I could give a damn what neocon Republicans say. I could give a damn what Liz Cheney says or Adam Kinzinger or any of these other people. I don't care what they say. I don't care. They have wasted so much of my time and my money with their nonsense January 6th committee, which was nothing more than some Bolshevik committee that already had a a conclusion before they even started. They wasted so much of my time and money with this Russian collusion. Nobody has gone to jail over this. Do you realize that? We had a government that literally colluded against a private citizen, several of them, but one in particular, Donald Trump and his people, to keep him from becoming the president of the United States of America using the very resources you and i pay for under the guise of keeping us safe to keep this man from becoming president under a giant lie called russian collusion and then when he was president all these same forces that we pay for under the guise of keeping us safe all work to undermine this man's presidency and nobody has gone to jail for it nobody's even lost their job for it that's what you get for keeping your federal government open you get that And then they did it again in 2020 as the deep state scramble led by the CIA to undermine Trump with this Hunter Biden laptop to cover it up, to cover up the crimes of Joe Biden. And they're still covering up the crimes of Joe Biden with the Department of Justice. That's what you get for keeping your government open. You get that. Congratulations. Meanwhile, right now, there's somebody who is just barely getting by trying to make ends meet. Inflation doesn't matter to these jackasses in Washington. You know why? Because whether they go to the Capitol Grill and the steak is $75 or it's $85, it doesn't matter. They're not paying. They're not paying. They don't care. You kept the federal government open a few extra days. Congratulations, Kevin McCarthy, so that they can send down people to the southern border to take down razor wire to keep people from illegally crossing into Texas. They took down razor wire. You paid for that. Your tax dollars paid for people to go down and make our border less secure. 
Unbelievable. Good riddance to Kevin McCarthy. And let this be a lesson to all these swamp creature scoundrel Republicans. Your time is up. Your time is up. Conservatives have figured out now it's time to fight back. It's time to grow a backbone and grow a pair and fight back. Your time is done. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.